I'm Eric Peppel from the Wexner Center's Marketing and Communication Department. I'm here with Chris Stoltz, a curator in our film and video department. And Chris, thanks. We're going to talk a little bit about an upcoming film series uh, devoted to filmmaker Nelson Pereira Dos Santos, which kicks off this Saturday. Uh, why don't you uh, go ahead and give the listeners just a little bit of background on Dos Santos and sort of how this project came about and, and sort of the grand scheme and, and context of his career, because he's a major, major figure in international cinema. Yeah, it'd be kind of hard to overestimate the importance of uh, Dos Santos's career and his work in terms of world cinema, Latin American cinema, Brazilian cinema. He was he was really one of the pioneering figures of, of a movement called Cinema Novo, um, which was kind of the Brazilian new wave in the early 60s, just as lots of other new waves were starting to happen around the world. The French new wave, probably the best known, but also in, in uh, Czechoslovakia and Japan. Um, so in Brazil, there was Cinema Novo. And in 1995, or I'm sorry, 1955, Dos Santos made a film, Rio 100 Degrees, um, which really started this uh, this trend towards neorealist filmmaking, filmmaking about the people. It was set in the favelas of Rio and the slums, one of the first films to really portray life in the slums. And if you think about 1955, it's it's four years before Godard made Breathless. Um, some people say it's as important to Latin American cinema as Breathless is to, to French cinema. So it was really this film, Rio 100 Degrees, that gave birth to the Cinema Novo movement. Um, so that's kind of the start of his career, but he's continued for, for decades since and is still working today. And would, would this have been a series of films that Godard would have come across, or did they not necessarily have the distribution at that point that, that maybe they would have in, in later years? Yeah, Godard would have really seen it. And it's, you know, there's there's this cross-pollination across all world cinemas. Um Dos Santos was really inspired in this film by Rossellini, um, and then his films traveled back to Europe and were really influential, and then the other Cinema Novo filmmakers who came later, Glauber Osha especially, um, really fostered their career in Brazil during the dictatorship in Brazil. Um, whereas Dos Santos was, was primarily able to keep working in Brazil. Um, so that leads into the second film that we're showing um, in this series, How Tasty Was My Little Frenchman from 1971. Um, it's kind of a really exciting moment in Brazilian art in general, this, this movement called Tropicalia, which is probably best known in music with Catano Veloso or Gilberto Gil. Um, but it, it really cross-pollinated across all art forms. In visual arts, there was Elio Odesica, um, who actually came up with the term tropicalia that, that kind of um, named the movement. And one of the key films of this um, tropicalia phase of Cinema Novo is How Tasty Was My Little Frenchman, um, a film Dos Santos made in 1971. Probably his, his biggest hit in the U.S., his, probably his best-known film. It got really widely distribu distributed and was was a seminal film of the time. Um, it's It's about the first encounters with the uh, European colonialists and the the natives in Brazil um, and deals a lot with um, Brazilian myths and legends of cannibalism. And this was a key idea within Tropicalia, this idea that um, 
these Brazilian artists were kind of eating up all these other cultures, whether it's European culture, North American culture, South American, African, um, and then, you know, in a, in a metaphorical way, digesting it and then turning it into something innately and uniquely Brazilian. And this film deals with a lot of those ideas um, of colonialism, of all these different ethnic groups that are that are meeting in Brazil and making Brazil one of the most unique um, countries on the planet. And that uh, How Tasty Was My Little Frenchman will screen as part of a double bill with Rio uh, 100 Degrees, which is, again, this Saturday, April 6th. Uh, folks can go to wexarts.org to get tickets and to get more information. And no, then, oh, I'm sorry. I should mention that they're new 35 millimeter prints that we're getting from the Brazilian National Archive. So it'll it'll be a really special way to see these these landmark films. And then next week, uh, there's one more film before uh, some of the bigger news that that we'll get to about about this series. Some very exciting news about this series. But then next Thursday, we're also showing one of his films, uh, Memories of Prison. Can you talk a little bit about that, and then and maybe lead right into the big news about this series. Sure. Yeah, with Memories of Prison, um, after How Tasty Is My Little Frenchman, we're jumping forward a little over a decade to 1984, which um, is also another really important moment in Brazilian history and Brazilian culture. It's right after the end of the, the dictatorship. So um, it's it's one of the first films that, that's dealing with these these two decades that Brazil was living under dictatorship. And it's uh, an adaptation of an autobiography uh, by Graciello Ramos, uh, a famous Brazilian author. And Dos Santos is, is one of the great literary adapters in, in cinema. And uh, with this film, it's it becomes a portrait of this writer's time in prison um, in the, the 20s and, and 30s, I believe. And... Um, a time when people were just being rounded up for having somewhat um, leftist or um, untenable thoughts without any provocation. So there's these these whole microsystems of of uh, ideology that foster in these these prisons and networks start to grow within prison. So it's really chronicling these these lives of these men almost. It seems like a good majority of Brazilian men were imprisoned during this era from from the way the film shows things. So it really becomes more than just um, this one writer's story, but just a portrait of a, a really interesting time, a really troubled time in, in Brazilian history. Um, so after these introductory screenings, we're tremendously excited and honored and and pleased to be able to welcome Nelson Pereira dos Santos to Columbus. Um, it'll be a great opportunity to to hear directly from him, to talk to him about these works. And we're showing two really lovely, wonderful, um, significant films of his that I think everybody will enjoy. The first night he's here, we're showing his his most recent film, Music According to Tom Jobim. The name Tom Jobim might be quite familiar. He's one of the most famous Brazilians, one of the most famous Brazilian musicians. Um, just as Dos Santos kind of created uh, Cinema Novo, um, Tom Jobim created Bossa Nova music, uh, most famously The Girl from Ipanema. Um, but countless other songs that you'd recognize. Um, Frank Sinatra recorded two albums of Jobim's music. Um, and this film is really, it, the title tells it, Music According to Tom Jobim. It's not 
one of those documentaries that almost feels like a Wikipedia entry where it's giving somebody's, you know, biographical data and then this happened and this it's really just a tribute to his music and the 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 worldwide influence that his music has had. So it has some Brazilian superstars that you'd expect um singing his music, whether it's um Chico Buarca or Elis Regina. But then it also has some amazing footage of him and Sinatra singing together, um, Liza Minnelli, Sammy Davis Jr. Um, it really stretches across decades, across eras, um, across the whole world. So it, it'll be a great music-filled evening. And then we'll get to talk to Dos Santos about the film, about Jobim, about Bossa Nova, Brazil, all sorts of things. Um, and then we'll have a reception afterwards. I guess one way to kind of crystallize how big of a figure Tom Jobim is, um, recently the the airport in Rio de Janeiro changed their name to the uh, Antonio Carlos Jobim Airport. Um, so probably the biggest airport in Brazil is named after him. So then the next night we'll switch gears quite a bit and show um, probably Dos Santos's most highly regarded film, Barren Lives. It's also well known under its Brazilian title, Vida Secas. And it's from 1963, so it's just before the start of the dictatorship. Um, and like Memories of Prison, which is right after it, it's based on a novel by Graciello Hamos. Um, so he has these two literary adaptations of Hamos's books that kind of bookend the dictatorship. And this is really a... Um, uh, uh, beautiful film about the most desolate conditions imaginable. Um, this family living in the northeast of Brazil, which is a really dry, arid, backlands um, part of the country where, you know, it's just a, a fight to survive. So this family's wandering around looking for, for work, for food, um, and it, it it captures the Brazilian countryside, uh, Brazilian sensibility in a way that few others do. It's famous for its cinematography, where um, another director, Glauber Rocha, said that it's the first it's the first film to really discover Brazilian light. Um, this really natural, very arid um, sense of 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 light of land um, in the film really captures this this amazing thing from the book where the book kind of shifts its point of view a lot and it famously has a chapter narrated um, from the consciousness of the dog the family dog and the film without you know having a stream of consciousness voice or anything just by its pure um, editing and cinematography and just masterful filmmaking it, it really does have those shifts throughout and is such such a moving, powerful film, and it'll be great to have um, Dos Santos here for that. And then also we'll have um, a film scholar, Darlene Sadlier, who teaches at Indiana University, and she wrote um, the only book-length study of Dos Santos's work in English um, that was just recently translated into Portuguese. So she really did write the book on Dos Santos, and she'll be here on stage to talk with him. So really should be a special evening, a special um, month of events that, that we're happy to put on. 
And listeners can go ahead and head to wexarts.org to get the complete schedule, uh, complete with descriptions of the films, some more information, including reviews and, and other sorts of stuff, and also pick up tickets for for this film series, which includes two very, very rare opportunities to to see a, a filmmaker of, of, of this caliber. And Chris, before we before we wrap up, can you talk a little bit about um, the project from which this, this series springs, which is uh, Via Brazil, which is an ongoing... Uh, project here at the Wexner Center. Yeah, starting last fall, I'm sure some people noticed we we um, began regularly screening Brazilian films, and it's a lead up to a larger series of events that'll culminate next early next year in gallery exhibitions, some larger film series, a translation of a book of significant Brazilian film criticism. It's a it's a really exciting celebration of Brazilian art and culture across all the disciplines here at the Wexner Center. And this visit by Dos Santos, um, it's the third in a series of filmmaker visits we've had. We started in September with a visit from um, Kleber Mendonça Fio, who directed the film Neighboring Sounds, which has gone on to be the most significant new Brazilian film it's in years. Remarkable. Remarkable film. Yeah, it's uh, it's just now coming out on Blu-ray, so so look for that if you missed it. And then a few months later, we had Walter Salas come, who might be the best-known Brazilian filmmaker working today. Um, his film Central Station, we were able to show. He's also known for uh, the Motorcycle Diaries, the new um, version of um, On the Road, the Kerouac novel. So. Um, with Kleber representing a very young, emerging filmmaker, Walter Salas being kind of a mid-career artist, it's great to have um, Nelson Pereira dos Santos, who really is the uh, kind of the, the grandfather of, of Brazilian filmmakers um, today. So it, is, it does feel like three generations of, of really significant Brazilian filmmakers we've been able to bring to Columbus. Sounds great. Thank you, Chris, very much. Again, people can go to wexarts.org for schedules, not just for the Dos Santos series, uh, but can also get information on the Via Brazil program, as well as other upcoming film events, including local premieres and filmmaker visits. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Eric.